0: In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of UP Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition Reignite wonder and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts.
1: On today's show, the guys contemplate what school is going to look like when things fire back up in the fall. We've got an East Initiative update, all that and more up next on EduTech Guys. Yeah. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello, and welcome to Edutech, guys. I'm David Henderson.
2: Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Yeah, it's going to be a great show today. Uh, it's a quick one. We're still under, uh, I, I don't know, are we under lockdown anymore? I'm I'm quarantined. I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I think it's,
1: well, uh, you know, in Arkansas, we've never really been under a quarantine. We've been under the kind of the self contained self stay at home kind of thing. But, you know, we've never been really
2: forced to stay home. Well, somebody was forcing me to stay home. I don't know. Oh, wait, it was my wife. That's what was. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, people are like, yeah, sure. Your wife was making you stay home. You, Jeff, you dirty mouthed liar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I don't know how it is at your place, but at my house, my wife hasn't gone to the store since the Friday the 13th this all started. Anytime we've got to go out shopping and stuff, she sends me with the list of stuff. She's like, you, you go out there and risk your own life that
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know i've done the same thing but I like to risk my life I, I like I, I was telling one of my former students who got this really cool mask you know everybody's been ordering these cool masks right and he got this cool mask in and I remember him back when he was in high school and even younger he was a, a big uh, uh, power Rangers fan you know every all the kids loved Power Rangers and ninjas and all that and I said, dude, you look like a ninja or a power Ranger you've been preparing for this for your whole life <laughs> <laughs> exactly I mean I was, let's be honest anybody that's been a kid from 1980 to Till now, uh, you know. I'm, I'm sorry, well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Jeff, they were kids, that's for sure. But uh, we've all been training to be ninjas our entire lives. <laughs> yes, that's right. Especially the boys. The boys have all been training to be ninjas. So when they say, "Wait, I can wear a black mask into a bank," oh, I'm in. You know, <laughs> give it to me with sunglasses and a black skull cap. I am a ninja. Oh my gosh! Hey, you listen. We need to clean up on aisle four in the bread section. Ninjas done tore up half the aisle. <laughs> We got croutons on aisle seven. (laughs) I mean, think about the. I mean, if this had happened, uh, you know, back in the fall, let's say this happened on Black Friday and somebody showed up in a black mask and sunglasses and a black uh, ski uh, uh, toboggan at any store in the United States, they would have had security following them around with guns drawn. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, and now all of a sudden it's like, sure, you can show up with a camouflage, you know, rebel flag wrapped around your face, (laughs) mirror sunglasses. We can't tell who you are. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's that's like that whole thing. You know, there there was a meme out that said, you know, something along the lines of, you know, uh, it's crazy to me that I can walk into the bank with a a mask on and a cap and dark glasses and demand money and they have to give it to me. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) I have an account.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's I think that's I guess we're going to have to get used to that. I mean, I I find myself wearing a mask everywhere at this point. And I mean, it's like I don't want to err on the side of not doing what I'm supposed to do. Now, I see lots of people not wearing masks, but then I see a lot of people wearing masks. So I'm like, well, which way would be better? You know, I don't know what to do. I mean, I'd rather I guess at this point, I'd rather somebody make fun of me for having a mask on than to upset someone That is, uh, that has a high, uh, risk rate, you know, of getting this being upset that I don't have a mask on. That makes sense. You know, I don't want to be into that group. So, well, and and for me,
1: I don't, I don't even look at, look at it necessarily in in terms of, you know, making fun of me. And honestly, at this point, I, I don't, I don't think, and maybe it's just my personal experience, you know, during all this, but, um, before this, that was definitely a thing. I mean, especially you'd see, you know, you'd see certain people wearing masks and all that before this and, you, and people would mm-hmm. be like, ah, oh, you know, scoffing at them, whatever. And now it's, it's not normal yet. Um, but I don't think, but I think people get it, you know, um, yeah. for me, I, you know, I don't wear the mask because I, I, I feel like I'm going to give something to somebody else. I wear the mask because I don't want to, or, or I'm trying to anyway cut down on the possibility that I could get it, carry it and give it to somebody else. I mean, you know, right, I, right. My, my, my mother-in-law's diabetic, so she's in the high risk category. Uh, yeah. My mother is in the high risk category for her age and and also, yeah. you know, some of her health issues and uh, my father-in-law and, and, you know, they all live right here uh, where yeah. we all live on the same compound. So, I mean, you know, it's, I just, for me, that's the reason why when I go to a store, I put the mask on. It's, it's not, it, it's not for me per se. It is, So that it's it's for them,
2: really, is what it boils down to. Well, you know, I'm I'm in the high risk category. So I I, That's true. I I think I think it's in my brain a lot that, you know, you should take any precautions you can. But I have to say, hearing you say I wear the mask because you're Batman but the Batman. I wear the mask. (laughs) Because I'm Deadpool (laughs) Hey don't forget to visit Deadpool and Batman on the web (laughs) At www.edutechguys.com We're always out there Just go to the Google type in guys, You're going to find us And if you're looking for uh, a little bit more Check out our new parent company Which is amalgamatedtoast.com A-M-A-L Forget it Amalgamatedtoast.com com. (laughs) (laughs) you can figure out how to spell it now I'll spell it at the end of the show when I have it in front of me that I can read it out that's terrible (laughs) isn't it Uh, well it it is a little complicated (laughs) we, we put the education in amalgamated let me tell you yeah that's it yeah exactly but you can, that's our parent company now, and they're, they're hosting, uh, they're, they're actually uh, in charge of our podcast and uh, another podcast, The Troubadour Life, and some other ones coming down the chain as the, the year moves forward. But today on the show, uh, we thought we would take a, a moment to talk about you know what's going to happen, what's going to go down when we go back to school um, in the fall. As they say. And, you know, my district has started to talk about it and we we, we kind of have broken it into three possibilities. And that would be one, we go back to school like normal and we move forward in the new normal at school. With classrooms and the whole bit. Uh, two, we go back to a hybrid model, something where maybe we don't have as many kids there every day, a lot more online learning to you know supplement that to keep us you know safer. Um, new ways to do band and and a football and all that kind of good stuff. And then the third way would be we don't go back to school like we know it. We just stay in this online universe where we're teaching everything remotely and social distancing ourselves. Um, I don't. What do you think, David? You're you're at the educational co-op. What what are you seeing out there? Well, I, I, honestly, I think the last point is probably the easiest
1: point to address, um, at least from my perspective, because I, I don't I don't believe we are going to um, just not come back to school and and be completely you know 100 online come. Uh, August or whenever it is they decide to fire up school. I, I just I don't believe that is going to be uh, a scenario, um, partly because uh, as long as people continue to do what they're supposed to, uh, I think by then we'll have a lot more of uh, what and I hate using this phrase, but it is what it is. Uh, what the new normal looks like in terms of um, what what does social distancing look like? In the long term, uh, will the kids have to wear masks? Will there be gloves? Will there be, you know, that type of thing? I, I think by the time August rolls around, you know, we got several months of before that happens. You know, when all this first started, um, of course, we were in the you know denial, ha ha, laugh it off mode. And then when it, you know, when when the when it finally turned and everybody went, oh crud, okay. This is something that we need to be paying attention to. We were pretty much in panic mode, and let's you know just figure out how to get as many folks as we can, you know, treated and saved, and 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 figure out you know what's working, what's not working, all that kind of stuff. I think by the time August rolls around, a lot of that is going to be figured out, and so I don't believe we will we will be in a situation where uh, it will be online only. So I, at least from my perspective, I think we could probably rule that one out. I don't know. Yeah, what do you think? I-
2: I think that's true. I think unless something catastrophic happens, unless unless we've all been wrong and the governors were all wrong and the power and the scientists and the doctors were all wrong and we, we 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 rejoined the herd too soon, you know, and that's just to me, that's a low percentage chance right there. There's a lot of people way smarter than all of us that this is what they do. And they've made these decisions and we just have to trust them um, in that along that same line. I, I have to to those that listen um I can name names if I had to. But, you know, for those that listen, they could also just be leading us all by the nose to run off the, the cliff with the rest of the them. Right. But who knows? Yeah, that's so, right, that's but, right. But, you know, one thing we so what we've been talking about for sure is uh, this going back to school and this modified, you know, hybrid version of going back to school. Either way. Online learning is going to be a play a huge part in that. Either way it goes, we it, we can't just go back to normal school now. Having dipped our toe in and drank from the cup of digital learning, it, it's it's not going to happen. I I I hope it doesn't happen. Let me put it that way. It, it oh, would, me
1: too. It, it mm. would be a complete. I mean, I'm going to sound stupidly dramatic, but seriously, it would be a complete travesty if at the end of this. Uh, Schools just basically pretend like it never existed and go back to teaching students the way we've always been teaching students. That is Mm -hmm. ludicrous, ludicrous. I
2: I, I will make a statement here, and and I think I will probably stand behind it. If that actually does happen, then it will that will be the beginning of the end of my career in education, because I will have lost what (laughs) I shouldn't say what little, but well, I I will have. I will, yeah. I mean, you know, I will. Uh, it, it will break my heart. I will realize at that point that Jeff, thirty years of your life, you know, on the hamster wheel, on a hamster wheel. And I think a lot of educators would feel that same way. I've been on a hamster wheel this whole time, and I never knew it. They kept changing the, they kept changing the picture in front of me, and I never knew it. <laughs> Just right, <kept> yeah. <laughs> right out running. That's right. And I, But, you know, luckily, uh, my superintendent, my district is looking at that. They realize that, okay, we've got to figure out because we are smart enough to realize that we we, let's we're going to go back to school August 1st and we're going to be in class and we're going to do this thing. But this thing is always going to hang over us and there could always be a chance we could find ourselves right back in this spot again. And the next time we find ourselves in this spot, we need to be, you know, 10 times better than we are this time. Because I have to say a lot of schools did a great job. Uh, most schools, almost every school has done a great job of handling what happened to this entire country. I mean, you got of give them, give them credit for that. But if we were knowing, if we if we had known about this before this was coming, we would have been more prepared. And, and I hope that that's what happens, that if we go back, then th- that won't break my heart. You know, if we go back to, well, we're feeding them, we're busting them, and we're sending them home, and uh, they're all here. We got attendance. Is the, the money right? All let right. right. We're, we're having school. We're having school. Um, If that happens, yeah, I'll be pretty disappointed. But I think the online learning bit is going to be a big deal. Now, if we can just get past um, all the Ron Popeils out there, and I shouldn't say Ron Popeils, all the KTEL, you know, best of the 70s records, and, you know, this is the new Juice Master 7000 that's going to teach your kids to read and, you know, five easy steps. We can't promise anything. We're not going to give you an end result, but we're going to tell you that if you use this and color with the green pencil, you're going to be great. If that takes over, um, I'll be pretty disappointed in that also. Yeah, I, I think um I, I think a couple of big uh, you know and and
1: what's funny is a lot of this stuff we've been talking about holy crud for, for decades, a long time. right? You and I
2: have been talking about you it know, uh,
1: you, but but this should definitely be a wake up call for the movement toward um, competency based assessment and progression versus, oh, you're, you know, this age now. Well, that means you're in this grade now. And, oh, you've you've managed to survive for 180 days in this particular grade. So guess what? You get to get promoted to the next one. no I, I think, if anything. All of this should show that uh, it's not about and, and I don't mean just, you know, students either. I'm talking about even, you know, professional learning for those who are teaching the students. You know, we're talking about PD and the whole nine yards. You know, this whole, you know, hours in the chair is ridiculous. It's it, it makes no sense, especially after that well, during all of this and what we've seen during this whole, you know, a- epidemic that, that model has got to change. And if we go back to school in the fall and by October, things are still, you know, falling back into the same position that they are before or were before all of this started, I'm with you. Uh, that is the beginning of the end uh, of of at least this side of education, as far as I'm concerned, uh, for, for my career. I just that's it. it there's just no point.
2: Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, what's interesting is I think that I look at the hybrid model when, when they started talking about that. And I have to give my superintendent credit for that. He said, what about a hybrid model? He And, and I, he's not, might not be the first person that said that, but I like that term, a hybrid model of education. And when we, when I think about that, I think about something, you know, if you do a job that is not, um, it's not a crucial job. I mean, now if... If I'm feeding chickens and I just have to make sure I pour feed into this trough and then it it spreads it out everywhere for the chickens, that's one thing. But if I have to go, listen, you have to do this exactly right and you have to give exactly four ounces of food to every chicken, or they're going to die. Okay, well that's more important. Now I'm not relegating feeding chickens to the same thing as teaching kids, but I think if we move to a more uh, time critical, crucial, um, important model where it was it was a critical model. And we, we were we were in a system where we go, listen, we're gonna do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday thing so that there are never but half the kids here at any given time. They have to sit every other desk. We have to clean the desks after every time they're here. You know, I mean if if it became urgency and we've talked about that before we that right. we did a show on urgency yep. i think if we if we got back to some kind of model where it was urgent and learning was urgent because we don't know what's going to happen down the road, at any moment, we could find ourselves right back to online learning, at full time, instead of you know actually seeing kids and and being with kids and you know talking to them and and, and being that support that they need. Uh, put an urgency back into it, and maybe a hybrid model would do something like that.
1: Well, and and I think I think along those same lines, um, it, you know, this is not a one and done you know the flu is not a one and done it comes every year we know it's coming at this point you know we have flu shots blah 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 the same thing is going to be for this covid-19 and or whatever spin-offs right we, you know we say the flu and we use it generically but really there's what i don't know 3 4 22 i don't know how many strands of flu there are right Yeah. Uh, and and this and and coronavirus and, and COVID and whatever other names it's going to get, it's going to be the same way. So w- this is not a one and done. And so in terms of w- the way that I'm thinking, uh, the hybrid is going to go similar to what you're saying is, you know, let's be prepared for the eventuality that we are not going to be in school, you know, for whatever given period of time, honestly, for whatever reasons, but you know, in this particular case, for, you know, pandemic type reasons. So such that really, if the system is set up, and and by the system, I mean, education system, as a whole within, well, ideally as a whole, but realistically, like within, say, a district within a building, if it were set up, Such that the system was arranged where the students, you know, they're coming for face to face to get that human interaction, to get that, you know, no, we can't be, you know, you know, hugging and high fiving and handshaking and all that necessarily. But there's still something for being in the same room as other people, Um, not just virtually, but but physically being, you know, we we are a social being. We are a social group of people, Um, but to where the hybrid you know, where there's essentially no transition. It's it's um, transparent is the word I'm looking for. It is transparent whether you are in the in the building physically or you are at home, uh, being able to do that, that it is transparent. Now the problem with that, the 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 holdup with that is that it is blatantly and just as ugly as it can be, obvious, that cannot happen with the way current technology Access to bandwidth, you name it, is you know in lots of places around the United States, you know, especially here in you know rural Arkansas, rural America, where you know we don't have access to all of that stuff. We you know, we have students who were doing paper packets, and even that was a challenge because of you know various reasons. So until. Just like uh, originally, and I'm going to bird walk a little bit here, but originally the the tax, the fund that was assessed, the fee that was assessed on your phone bill, f- that funds USAC, which ultimately funds E-rate, which is the the whole uh, before it E-rate, um, USAC is what got phones to all the rural people in America. You know, you can't go, mm-hmm. uh, as far as I know, you can't go anywhere in America. Maybe there's a couple of pockets, but you can't go anywhere in America and not get a phone service. It's considered a basic human necessity. And yeah, rich places had to, and and, and people who are paying massive phone bills, yeah, they were substi- subsidizing the people who could not get access. It's 2020. The internet has replaced the phone line. That same fee structure needs to be rolled out such that That, you know, of course, right now those fees are still there. They're still being collected. They're being funneled through schools and libraries and starting to branch out a little bit. But really, until it gets to the community level, you know, we're not going to have equitable access in order to make even hybrid systems work
2: well for students. Right. Well, and, you know, USAC is, you know, as we know now lately, taking steps in the last, you know, month to, start to handle that a little better, which I'm I'm glad they did. I'm I'm glad they did. You know, and I I, I agree with you 110%. And and so I think what that brings to me is the urgency of picking the right uh, platforms, the urgency of picking what we're really going to move forward with and what's going to happen. And I'm not knocking anybody here, but, you know, just picking one little app and, you know, pushing it like it's the savior of everything. It's holy. That's great. But what we need now is we need educators and we need education leaders. We need all those education gurus and evangelists out there that are overwhelming my Instagram stories with podcasts and stuff and pretty pictures and all kinds of, you know, all that kind of great stuff. We need them to step up and build plans full engrossing plans, uh, whole programs. Um, if they're as good as I think they are and the books that they're selling are as great as the conferences are charging too grand to see them say they are, then by God, it's time to put their money where their freaking mouths are because uh, you know, I, I'm, I need them to tell us what's going to happen. I don't need to sell this app that does this cute thing for social media to a bunch of teachers, I need to tell them, listen, when it goes all online, here's the plan, baby. From morning to noon to noon to after school to for 24-7. This is what we're going to use. And these are the people that are going to do it. And I, I know why they don't, because you got to put your your nuts on the chopping block for that one. I mean, you really do. Sorry to get graphic, but you got to put your freaking, like I said, money where your freaking mouth is on that one. And I hope districts take that. Um, under consideration and stand up and ask for that stuff. And when they don't get it from somebody and they don't get it solid, I mean, solid. Yes, we can give you this. Now I don't expect them to say hundred percent. Nobody can do hundred percent. Heck nobody can do 80. Right. So, but I need somebody to say, you're going to get this much done if you do these things. Right. And yeah. And there's no reason that these these companies and these educational gurus don't have that. It's all about data. I, if I've had data thrown in my face once, I've had it thrown in my face a thousand times. So use the freaking data. Give me something solid so these school districts can have something to work with. To me, that is what's going to come about, that no matter what happens, one, two, or three, you know, back, half back, or no back, <laughs> one, that's what's going to need to happen right there. Yeah, I I absolutely
1: agree. I I think the day of educational influencers should be over it should be the end that you know it, you, you've had a run it's been good you've you've been you know you, you kick out your little you know pony tricks or whatever and 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 we and I'm not gonna I'm not pointing fingers or, or if I am you know there I got other ones that are pointing right back at me we've been just as guilty of of doing that with some of the stuff that we've done but yeah, but, 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 but we really- we've got to look at ourselves and as an industry of education influencers, it is time to shift from putting out the touchy feely, you know, here's the good stuff, you know, just the, the kind of fluff and it, it, well, yeah, there you go. That's it. It's time to put away the fluff and let's get down to the meat. It is time to move from influencer to producer. And that's exactly yeah. what needs to happen. And I think that that's what needs to happen in order to help schools open up in the fall.
2: Oh, I agree. A hundred and ten percent. I think that's a great place to leave that. I think that's we've said enough and we've had our say and now we go, shall go back to <laughs> it. Peas a little, and carrots, got a peas little, and carrots, peas and carrots. But, you know, I, I do have to say rump, in our defense, rump, rump, rump. we've we've always just told the stories, allow people to tell their stories. That's what we do. You you and I have we've not sold anything, we've not hawked anything, you know, we've never said this is hundred ten percent, you gotta do this, this is gonna change your school. We're just here to give those people a platform to tell their stories. And and I and I think you and I over five years are more than qualified to make the statements that we just made. We've, we've been through it. We've seen a whole lot of stuff and we've li- we sat and listened intently and asked the questions and uh, let people tell us their stories. And, uh, so you and I, I think are more than qualified to make the statements that we made.
1: Well, and I, th- and I think going forward, um, for If you're out there and you're a current education influencer and you've been on the show or you want to be on the show, this is your fair game warning. Um, we're stepping up the game. Uh, I think, uh, one of the things that, you know, Jeff and I had kind of actually talked about this before, uh, we started this season, um, we're drawing the line in the sand and we're going to say, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Some of the fluff that you like to put out there, but where's the data, where's the hard line? What can you show that what you, what you are, um, peddling is actually, you know, Making a difference, um, viable. Um, viable. Yeah, uh, as, as I'm to, to borrow what Jeff said, uh, we're going to be putting your nuts on the chopping block.
2: Yeah, I so, mean that's welcome to Edutech guys. Yeah, I mean this is this is the and it's funny because we had this conversation in the summer of 2019. Yeah, and. Yeah. And look what's, look what is, you know, it, it we, we kind of dipped our toe into it. We were a little timid, you know, we, we tried a couple of times and then mother nature pandemic viruses in the world went, Hey, guess what, boys, <laughs> you're standing in the door, the shoots on your back and we're kicking you out. So you better get ready to free fall. And that's exactly what's happened. So I'm excited about it. Um, that's what we're going to do. So when we do turn out podcasts, be prepared, be afraid. Be very be prepared. prepared Hey i tell you what uh, Let's take a listen To one of the East updates Who might not be with us Much longer After we actually do This kind of thing And start talking <laughs> with right. And, but, and yeah, enjoy it while we can <laughs> We cannot associate Ourselves with the Edge of Tech guys They've lost their Ever-loving minds But this is An, an East update uh, We'll take a listen to it And once it's done We'll be right back
1: Hello I'm April Jackson And this is your East update This week, we hear from facilitator, Wade Ward, as he details the mentoring program he and a few upper-class East students started, known as Girls
2: Can Too.
0: My name is Wade Ward and I'm the East facilitator at Parson Hills Elementary School in Springdale. I'd like to talk to you about a couple of different programs today. The first will be our Coding Takes Flight program. Uh, this is a program created by females for females. with the goal of mentoring third through fifth grade female students on the importance of STEM activities as they move forward in their lives. Uh, over the last year, we've had the opportunity to work throughout Springdale Public Schools, and we've had the fortune of reaching over 1,000 female students in Springdale. This has been a very powerful project, but a project run mostly by upperclassmen in high school. As we looked at this over the last couple of years, we decided that this was not a sustainable option and that we needed to make a slight pivot in what we were doing. So we have now started a program called Girls Can Two. Uh, the, the object of Girls Can Two is to provide female mentors for younger elementary age uh, students. We're looking at ways to create peer mentorships, starting with third, fourth, fifth-grade girls, uh, working with younger-level girls within their own building or potentially at their own peers. Um, this is going to be a little bit different than our Coding Takes Spot program. Uh, this is based solely on mentoring. Uh, it does have a STEM component, but it's not STEM-focused necessarily. This is about providing young ladies opportunities to benefit other young ladies—a way to be a part of each other's lives, a way to help with reading, a way to help with math, a way to help with STEM activities, a way to help uh, with their their social and emotional well-being. Um, It's just a chance for our females to get out there in public and help each other. I think that's really important. We're looking at at, uh, expanding this program throughout Springdale. We've had the opportunity of working with seven elementary schools in Springdale at the moment, um, all of which I believe had started a movement of their own Uh, within their building before we quit going to school and we're looking at not only like I said expanding this throughout Springdale but moving this throughout the state and seeing how much traction we've given this is a program that doesn't take any money Uh, it just takes a little bit of time and effort Uh, mentoring can be done on a the tightest budget ever where you can take a bunch of really cool things I think either way is great. we're just looking for those opportunities for girls to build integrated into uh, STEM world especially, but just feel more comfortable with themselves and find something that's similar to them that can help them get through
1: those situations. If you're interested in learning more about Girls Can Too or other projects that East students are completing, visit our website at eastinitiative.org or follow us on social media at The East Initiative. I
0: am April Jackson, and this has been your East Update. Hey,
1: thank you so much to uh, April Jackson and the uh, East Initiative for providing the update this week. And um, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, I, he asked uh, Nicole about something, but I, I never heard of Nicole, so maybe she got cut out of that episode. Was, <laughs> she got,
2: Nicole got cut and she's
1: on the mixing room floor. That's where <laughs> she's at. <laughs> poor, poor, poor girl. I, I don't know what happened there. <laughs>
2: like, Nicole? Who's Nicole? I know. It's <laughs> just like, wait, Nicole? What? I was like, wait, there's someone else in the room? You know (laughs) That shocked me. No, hey, we want to thank East for always giving us a great update. April Jackson and Matt and the crew. Um, East is a wonderful, wonderful organization. Really hate it for them that they did not get to have their big East convention this year, which is a big deal for them. That's when they give out all their awards and really recognize all the East programs um, throughout the country. And uh, those kids didn't get that opportunity this year. So um, they did do a virtual uh, breakout session piece, but I know that's not the the same for those kids. But, hey, there's always next year, which I know with uh, Matt and the gang at East, it'll be bigger and better.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it Next year will be phenomenal. And, and even if it turns out that we are in a similar situation this time next year, I think, as we've been talking about, you know, earlier in the show, I think the fact that uh, we've seen what this c- can look like, uh, I think uh, that uh, not just East, but a lot of conferences are going to be much
2: better prepared to, to monitor and adjust. Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree you, 110%. Hey, listen, don't forget to visit us on the web. We're at social media everywhere. Just look up Edutech Guys. You can look under Google. Find us, Edutech Guys. And you can always find us at the web at edutechguys.com. You can also go to Amalgamated Toast. A M A L G A M A T E D T O. AST.com. Look at there. Jeff spelt it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you can read. <laughs> hey, I can read. Actually, I got to tell the store here. I close my eyes and we'd spell it out. You can see the word. That's right. so, Amalgamated
1: toast. Amalgamatedtoast.com. <laughs>
2: That's our new uh, parent company. We're really excited to be uh, working with them and, you know, doing stuff underneath that company and uh, reaching out on other versions of podcasts. Don't forget to take a listen to our other one, The Troubadour Life. The Troubadour Life uh, and the website for that is the troubadour.life. You can also find that podcast with the Edutech guys at amalgamatedtoast.com. Boy, there's a lot of dot coms and some toasts and some lives. We we got Uh a dot com toast life out here. That's what we got. Hey. I hope you I hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode. It got my blood pressure up. I can tell you that. So now I'm excited, and you know I won't sleep well tonight. I'll be tossing and turning. <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna feel guilty about all the stuff you said. I know you. Now nah, nah, I'm not gonna feel guilty anymore. I said what I gotta say, and and you know it's 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 you know think about that. It's it's true. You know me. I I I always think about oh I shouldn't have said that. That was just not. I nice. know that's why I PC? said that. But you know, right now the people that aren't PC are the ones that are getting stuff done. So, you know, what's, that's what we got. To, and you've always been that way. You've always been the guy behind me going, go on, jump. <laughs> I'm such a bad influence or good. No, I guess it not. depends on your perspective. You're actually a good influence. Yeah, you're the you're the actual, you know, solid. Let's get done revolutionary. You are a revolutionary, David. That's what you are. That's what I'm, I'm solid. Solid as a rock.
1: <laughs>
2: you know you almost got me to sing it but i'm not going to no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry. close so close where's my Chevy okay hey listen it's been a great show i hope you've had a good time i've had a good time hey i'm Jeff Madlock i'm David Henderson we'll catch you you know when we'll catch you next time next time
1: you've been listening to the edutech guys edutechguys.com This is Ross Romano from The Authority here on the Bee Podcast Network. It's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about, and no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of high-performance leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Everly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show, and we've had conversations with Baruti Cathele, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, new perspectives from authors you admire, and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to The Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.